Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey there, welcome back to the show. I'm excited that you are here and even more than excitement, I, I, you know, I've said this occasionally, but I feel like it bears repeating. I'm so honored that I get to be a part of your life here in the online space that I have the opportunity to connect with you and that you take time out of your busy life, out of your busy day, your busy week to tune into the podcast. I I don't take that lightly and it's not lost on me that there are so many podcasts out there in the world. There are so many things that you could be listening to so many things that you could be giving your time to and that you show up here each and every week to connect here in the online space just really means so much to me. It's just such an honor, again, to connect with you and be a part of your life for a few short minutes each and every week. Uh, So the title of this week's episode is Stand Up in a Bow Down World. And I've just been really convicted about some things I'm going to get into here in this week's episode. But if you listened to last week's episode on just standing for truth and avoiding deception, I shared in that episode a strong word that the Lord spoke to me during a time of prayer back a few months ago when I saw, while I was praying, I saw a sign that read, no soliciting. And I'm not going to repeat everything that I said in last week's episode. I strongly encourage you, and if I can humbly speak into your life, go back and give yourself 30 minutes to listen to that uh, that episode last week. But the Lord said to me when I asked him what that sign meant, what, what I saw when I was praying, he said, the enemy is showing up to the door of my people's lives, trying to sell them something that is not of me. And of course, he is referring to the doors of our lives, spiritually speaking, of course. And he went on to share some things, and I get into that more specific things that he began to speak to my heart and show me in last week's episode. But, you know, it just really kind of flows into what we're going to be talking about this week. And that is taking a stand for biblical truth that in this world, there is so much deception. There are, there are so many false teachings and false prophets and the enemy is is just really working overtime the the demonic world is working overtime to twist and manipulate scripture to bait people into people of faith people of god to believe things that are not biblical and it like i said in last week's message it sounds good it feels right it looks 
okay. It doesn't, it doesn't sound threatening. It doesn't necessarily sound or look like an all out lie, but it is, it is a lie that is clothed in, in truth. It, in other words, it, it looks like it's truth, but underneath it, when you take that mask off, it is a lie. And so people are being deceived. Uh, like God said, the Lord or the enemy is showing up to the door of my people's lives trying to sell them something that is not of me. So as you've heard, if you follow me on social media, which I hope that you do because I enjoy connecting with people in those online spaces as well, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Susan Vandenhubel, or you've been listening to the podcast, you know, you've heard, I am in a new season of ministry and carrying a message that the Lord in what I describe as ironing it onto my heart is really truly for such a time as this. He has deeply burdened me to see a remnant rise up in this hour to stand for biblical truth in a bow down world. I believe he has given me a message to call people back to God who have fallen away or received salvation through Jesus Christ for the first time. You know, to be a part of this end time harvest is both humbling and exciting. The Lord is pouring himself out as he said he would in the book of Joel through his Holy Spirit and people are making first time decisions for Jesus. People are being delivered from various addictions, receiving miraculous healings and making a decision to boldly proclaim their faith through water baptism. I mean, it's happening. And if we aren't aware of that, we need to step out of our out of our little closed in community, our boxed in lives to see what God is doing. Yes, the the world is in spiritual crisis, but you know what? God is moving. People are making decisions for the Lord and he is moving in people's lives. I'm also tired of seeing the people of God discouraged and disheartened and allowing fear of people to silence their voices in this hour. This is not the time for the people of God to be silent. The days of sideline and spectator faith, you know what? They have long come and gone. Read the room. We as people of faith, the church, um, like capital C church, the body of Christ, We need to read the room. The world needs Jesus. He is and always has been the answer. We live in a world in spiritual crisis, and we need to be people willing to speak truth, even if our voices are shaking. I'm tired of seeing people of faith bowing to the fear of man and not standing for biblical truth. We need to be delivered from the fear of man because here's the thing. If we fear man more than the Lord, we easily become disobedient to the mandate upon our lives to live as strong and courageous people of faith in a world in spiritual crisis. Personally, 
I want to hear uncomfortable truth rather than comfortable lies. Truth that confronts sin and calls people to repentance. Truth that sits at the gates of hell, redirecting traffic to eternity with Jesus Christ. That's the kind of truth that I want. That's the kind of truth that I want to hear. If I am being disobedient, if I have allowed sin in any area of my life, I want the Holy Spirit to check me in that. I want to keep my heart humble and open before the Lord. And I want to always have a heart that goes before God and asks him, God, send your Holy Spirit and search me and see if you would find any unclean way, any unholiness within me, any hidden sin lurking below the surface. Holy Spirit, convict me, bring a holy conviction to me so that I can come before a holy God in in humble repentance and seek his forgiveness and then turn from that. That's the kind of truth that I want. And I've been serving the Lord for over 30 years. And I still, after all of this time, I want that kind of truth. That's the kind of truth that I am hungry for and that I am leaning into still after all of this time. I think fear of standing up for truth in a bow down world comes in the form of fear of outcomes. Let me explain that. Mainly the outcome of the pushback from people who won't agree with our position. Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, which is in the Old Testament, Jeremiah was a prophet of God, highly used of the Lord. He's often referred to as the weeping prophet because God had commissioned him with a message that was not received by the people. He received a lot of resistance, a lot of opposition. I'm going to get into that here in a few minutes. And he was deeply grieved by not only the message that God had called him to deliver, uh, and it was hard. It was a hard message. It was not warm and fuzzy. It was not a message that the people wanted to hear. They had itching ears, and they only wanted to hear things that puffed them up and made them feel better and not confront their sin. And also, he was deeply grieved by the people's response to God and to the message that God was trying to communicate to this people. So he's known as the weeping prophet. But in Jeremiah chapter 18, it gives us detail of God leading Jeremiah to a potter's house. And in that place, he speaks to Jeremiah about the state of the people. Through observation, Jeremiah sees how the potter at times would set aside clay that wasn't good quality and limited how the potter could use it. God speaks to Jeremiah that as God is the potter, we are the clay. And God is limited in how he can move in our lives due to our response to him. Why is that? Because we have been created with a free will and God won't strong arm us into submission and obedience. Let me explain that and just unpack that very briefly. We have been created, every single person on the face of the planet has been created with a free will. And of course, he wants us to exercise that free will to choose him, to choose to live our lives in a way that reflects and honors God's righteousness and 
and holiness, but he's not going to force us into that. He's not going to strong arm us into doing that. Why? Because if, if he strong arms us, if he forces us into submission, we're just going to continue to be rebellious, stubborn people. If you think about an earthly relationship, how do you feel when someone wants to control you and forcibly submit you into being in a relationship with that person? That doesn't go very well. It doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't make you want to be in a relationship like that. Why? Because we don't want to be controlled. We don't want to be forced into submission. I mean, that's just is just not healthy. That is not a healthy relationship. And so we can use that and apply that then to our relationship with the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 18 goes on to read that people have continued in their stubbornness rebellion and disobedience toward God. Verse 12 of chapter 18 reads, we will walk according to our own ways and we will obey our own hearts. You know, (laughs) okay, so I'm just going to be honest here. When I hear people say, just follow your heart, it knows the way, I get a little antsy and I get a little unsettled by that. I kind of get a little squirmy in my chair when I hear that because our hearts do not know the way. The Bible says our hearts are evil above everything else. So no, our heart does not know the way. We need a spiritual heart transplant so our hearts beat in sync with God's. Going back to Jeremiah chapter 18, we see the deeper issue why people of faith are fearful to stand for truth in a bow down world. Verse 18 reads, and this is speaking of the people that Jeremiah was trying to reach, that God was trying to reach through Jeremiah. Then they said, come and let us devise plans against Jeremiah, for the law shall not perish from the priest, nor counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come and let us attack him with the tongue, and let us not give heed to any of his words. Okay, so what does that scripture verse mean? The people set out to attack, discredit, and slander Jeremiah's reputation. Why? Because he was standing up for biblical truth and they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want any part of it. They wanted to hear what they wanted to hear. In other words, words and messages that would make them feel better about themselves and satisfy their itching ears. Another reason I believe people are fearful of standing up for truth in a bow down world is they don't feel confident they can defend what they believe. It isn't that they don't believe in in biblical truth. It's they feel unsure of how to answer their critics and how to engage in conversation to give a defense of their stand for biblical uh, biblical truth and why they believe that biblical truth is the only truth that you and I are to stand upon. Sister, I want to give you some encouraging truth, some things that are going to set your heart free. You don't have to be a victim to that. Here are a few ways to overcome this type of fear. Number one, study the word. 
Study the word, study the word, study the word, study the word. I know I say that a lot, but you know what? I have no intention of stopping that. I have no intention to stop admonishing people and championing them to be a diligent student of the word of God. Why? Because the more we study the word, the more we become so well grounded and the more grounded we are, the more confident we become in defending the gospel because the word is in us. We can, through the Holy Spirit, recall certain pieces of of scripture, certain verses of scripture. And who cares if you don't know the the exact address of of a particular verse? And so often people will say to me, well, I can't. I, I can't easily and I can't quickly remember like like scripture verses and and quote it verbatim. You know what? Even if you paraphrase a, a scripture and and maybe you can't directly uh, quote it word for word, maybe you can't direct people to the exact location of that scripture verse. Quote it anyway. Say it out of your mouth anyway. The word of God is within you. And the more you study it, you know what? The more you're going to be able to recall it. And the more you study it, the more it is just so deeply within you. And the Holy Spirit will do what he what he does, one of his roles in the Trinity. He is going to help you be able to recall scripture. And as you begin to be a more diligent student of the word of God, the Holy Spirit, not only helping you to recall scripture, he's going to be able to help you direct people to where it is in the Bible. Number two, reflect. Refuse to be baited. You don't have to show up to every argument you're invited to. Ask yourself before responding, is this person genuinely interested in better understanding your perspective or are they just simply looking for an argument? The Bible tells us to avoid foolish arguments. Sometimes, especially in today's spiritual climate, people, they just want to argue. Listen, Your voice is valuable and exercising wisdom in where you lift it is essential. You need to become very wise and in tune to the spirit and his leadership in knowing where to lift your voice and how to lift it. And just because people disagree with your stand for biblical truth doesn't mean that you are wrong. They want to convince you and they're out to tell you that you are wrong. But listen, the truth that you stand upon is biblical truth. And you've heard me say it many times and I have no intention of stopping. We are living in a day where truth has become a relative term and we no longer believe in absolute truth. It is You share your truth, you speak your truth, and I'm going to speak my truth, and it's okay if we disagree. Um, We can agree to disagree and meet in the middle, and it's going to be okay. Everybody's going to be okay. No, no, no. That is deception. There is only one truth, and his name is Jesus Christ. He said of himself, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And so if we are going to be people who take a stand in a bow down world for biblical truth, we need to know the person and the author of truth. And that is Jesus Christ. So people may not agree with your stand for biblical truth, 
but that doesn't mean that you are wrong. As long as you are standing on biblical truth, and that is Jesus Christ. Settle it within yourself that you will always go with the Lord, that you will always go with the Lord, that you will be just firmly anchored in biblical truth. And when you are firmly anchored in biblical truth, your roots are going to be so deeply grounded and established in him that you will not be easily swayed and just have this slow drift in your faith. Why? Because you are deeply anchored in biblical truth. Number three, remember who is with you. Not only are there more faith-filled people with you and standing for biblical truth than you might know, but the Lord himself is with you. Romans chapter 8 and verse 31 says, if God be for us, what can man do against us? As you open your mouth, activate your faith to believe that he will fill it. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. If you are if you are a born again follower of Jesus Christ, and I'm not saying just a Christian because I don't even use that term anymore because that term has become attached to so many other different things in this world. It just all of a sudden like it's been redefined and now it's it, it includes all these other things. And so I instead like to refer to us as people of faith followers of Jesus Christ. In other words, I am following the the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ, truth, biblical truth. So if you are a Bible-believing, biblical truth-standing follower of Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit dwells within you. Man, think about that. The Bible tells us that the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of you. I mean, that is some really powerful and great news right there. I mean, Selah, let's pause and think about that. The same spirit that rose your Savior, your Lord and Savior up out of the grave is living on the inside of you. Man, think about that. When we think about that, that Jesus Christ himself is living on the inside of us and his spirit is living on the inside of us. Why on earth are we cowering to the fear of man when we know who is standing with us and who is on the inside of us? Man, that is just, that is some really powerful, powerful news. If you really begin to lean into that, wow, as I'm recording this, I'm reminded of a quote by Billy Graham, the great evangelist. He said this, when one person takes a stand, it stiffens the spine of others to also take a stand. And I am telling you what, we are in an hour in this world where we need the church, people of faith, to take a stand for biblical truth in a bow-down world. And sister, I wonder what is on the other side of your obedient yes to stand up for biblical truth in a bow-down world. Who will be stiffened in their resolve to also take a stand because of your courageous stand? Who will be emboldened in their faith because they witness your emboldened faith? Who will be championed forward? Who might find their voice and begin to lift it because they hear 
your voice being lifted. Man, think about that. The far-reaching impact of your obedient yes to, to settle it within yourself. You know what? I don't care what other people do. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to stand up for biblical truth in a, in a bow-down world. Man, the far-reaching impact uh, is just is just incredible. I believe that only heaven will be able to be able to tell you the far-reaching impact of your stand for biblical truth in a bow-down world. Man, I uh, that just it just fires me up. It fires me up. And you know what? I am standing with you. I am standing with you. I am I am championing you forward. I'm believing in you and I am calling out in you a pioneer spirit, the trailblazer that is living on the inside of you. Sister, that is who you are and I'm calling that out in you. And within within your one hand you have the sword of the spirit, the word of God, and in the other hand a sickle that is just blazing a trail and knocking down lies and deception in your paving a way for other people to also walk with the Lord and to stand for biblical truth in a bow down world. Don't you loosen your grip on that sword of the spirit. Don't you loosen your grip on that sickle. Wield it with the power that is on the inside of you, the spirit of the living God, and wield those things as the warrior hearted woman of God that he created you to be in this hour, because that is who he sees in you. That is how he leads you. That is who you have always been. And this is your moment to take a stand for biblical truth in a bow down world. All right. I hope that this fired you up. I hope that this emboldened you in your faith. Man, I would love to hear from you. Share what God is speaking to you through these episodes. Uh, Share it with people in your sphere of influence. Because listen, we need to know that there are more with us than than we know. And as you begin to be emboldened in your faith and and share episodes like this on your on your platforms and with people in your sphere of influence, it has this ripple effect in the lives of other people in our sphere of influence that we begin to see. There are people with me. There are people who are believing like like me. There are people out there that are like minded and a oneness in the spirit. And together we can take a stand. Together we can firmly grip the sword of the spirit. And together we can firmly grip the sickle and wield them both in this hour. Amen. All right. Take care. Have a great rest of your week and be emboldened in your faith to take a stand in a bow down world. I'll catch you right back here next week. Same place for more fiery truth. Amen. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, 
the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.